Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I'm extra excited because uh, I am on every fortnight, and if I miss a fortnight, which I did only because it was my birthday on that particular slot, um, I actually 
haven't spoken on here and heard from all of you in, in a while. Um, so I'm extra excited. Um, in this segment, I've got 30 minutes and I'll be sharing about how to access more consistency and persistence. Okay, how to access more consistency and persistence. In many ways, it is indirectly what the topic is um, suggesting. Um, but I'm going to un unpack this in a way that's very exploratory. It's not prescriptive. I don't believe there's one way to, to do that, um, to access more consistency and persistence. Um, so it's very much an exploration of self and it does require some deep personal and honest reflection. Okay. Before we dive in, welcome. Uh, you're up and you're here <laughs> for those that have just entered. Uh, good morning to many of you and good evening to some like me. I'm in Sydney, Australia. Um, good afternoon to some of you, uh, especially in, in the in the UK and Europe hours. Whether you're a long time listener or a first time listener, um, I'm so glad to see you here and I'm grateful to spend this precious half hour with you. Uh, so you're, you're in Breakfast for Champions. It is a very inclusive community. It's uh, certainly not exclusive. We are diverse in every sense of the word and it's designed to bring you motivation if you need it, education, you might need that. We certainly all need more of that um, and inspiration that's available to you here. So take what you need um, every single morning, Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. EST onwards and Saturdays from 6 a.m. and Sundays too. Now, two quick requests. Firstly, please join the club if you haven't already. Uh, quick tap of that button. And secondly, feel free to share this. I, I, I believe that um, we sometimes don't even know the power of the sharing. There's no uh, feedback loop necessarily to say, hey, what you shared, I needed. We might never get that. But there is certainly a higher chance of helping someone if we're able to share this internal sustenance um, out there, somewhere, someone might need it, uh, especially if they've never even heard of this room. And we know that uh, the audio space is ever growing and there might be someone who's just signed up on Clubhouse and they've just stumbled into this room going, what on earth is this? And we certainly want to give them something um, worth staying and worth hearing. If we've not met, really quick intro. I'm sorry if you've heard this many times, but <laughs> I'm Ram. I'm based in Australia, in Sydney. Um, professionally, I've been practicing for 16 years in the space of human-centered design, uh, creative strategy, digital marketing and branding, primarily. And I've worked for agencies globally, such as Ogilvy, JWT, McCann. Uh, that might mean nothing to <laughs> people that are not in the marketing space. Um, for some it might, but uh, previously I was the design director for DDB, servicing McDonald's and Audi in Australia. And uh, most recently I was the head of digital design at Saatchi and Saatchi in Australia and, and serviced Amex, Qantas and Toyota primarily. So I really enjoy sharing you know, anything that I've learned and I'm continuing to learn too from each and every one of you. And uh, I really try to help business owners and organizations get unstuck using design thinking. Uh, as an advisor and as a coach now. Um, so tap the link above if you feel that I can help you. Um, but I, I, I'm not here to, to plug that too much. I, I want to get you something to hit the ground running. So um, how I want to run this is a split of 
some thoughts and sharing from me, sure, but I want to hear from from you as well. So straight off the bat, you know, I don't want to catch you by surprise. And I and I often find that when someone shares, sometimes, you know, we also need to brief each other and go, look, this is what what I expect. I think we can learn from each other. So be ready to hop in. You, so be ready to write a note. Be write, be ready to write something that might trigger something in you. In about 15 minutes, I'll be um, stopping and, and sharing, um, stopping my sharing rather, and I want to hear your reflection, how this lands, okay, from the questions I'll be prompting. Uh, it might help you to write some notes, keywords on paper or digitally. Um, I'm sure we can learn from each other. Okay, so I'll be speaking about how to access more consistency and persistence. The topic today, it honestly was a little, it wasn't, look, I'll call it out for what it is. I felt that it was like, wow, what is this wonderful topic that uh, that has been um, put forward here? And I actually had to message Glenn about it. <laughs> I, I read, you know, yet from childish swipes, the oak tree will eventually fall. It's sort of like, Gosh, it's like a Narnia meets Lord of the Rings type of thing, right? <laughs> and so this is what Glenn wrote back to me. <laughs> this is what Glenn wrote back. He said, thank you so much for asking, Ram. This is, this is what it means. And he said, how a tiny stream of water over time can create massive canyons. An ant over time can devour a lion. A brick laid perfectly one by one can become the Great Wall of China, and yet even the childish swipes of an axe, if deployed consistently over time, will take down a mighty oak tree. Wow. Okay. <laughs> to which I, of course, responded to Glenn, mate, that is wonderful. Thank you. That's made things much clearer. So. That is why I'll be speaking about how to access more consistency and persistence. Now, there's a lot of different directions we can go down to explore the richness of this topic. That's because there are a few different components and variables to identify. So if we take this brick laying and axe cutting um, sort of narrative or um, example, okay, if we take that, before any bricklaying or axe cutting can even begin, there is a high level discussion that probably needs to be had. Now, why is this important? Who does it benefit, right? Like you're not just gonna go and cut a tree, first of all, and you're not gonna certainly just place a brick anywhere. You're asking, why is it important? What, what and who does it benefit? What is the impact of doing this? And and what is the impact of not doing this, right? You, you generally will have some type of decision-making process, pros and cons, SWOT analysis, maybe if it's related to business, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, right? You do a very brief, at least, sweep on analyzing, uh, assessing. So we need to first analyze and then we can synthesize that information which we gathered so that we can evaluate our options, right? It's not just about placing the bricks randomly as well. It would 
have been led by some level of engineering, some methodology, physics for one, <laughs> you don't just go building anything anywhere, measurements, feasibility and viability assessment for risk. Okay, there's, there's a few factors here. Same with the childish swipes of an axe over time, taking down a mighty oak tree. There's still some thinking in that. <laughs> Who's Whose kid is this, first of all? <laughs> and what acts are you giving the child? <laughs> right? But where are we guiding the child to hack at? You know, there's parameters. Now, five quick questions to help with this stage. Okay. There's the two stages I'm really focusing on here because we can easily go to the topic and go, yeah, just go. Come on. Just hack at it. You'll get there. But that's a lot of doing. There's a there's a really important part before the doing. Okay, it's why on earth are we doing it? What's the before conversation? And so here are five questions. You might note this down. You might clip some of it if you're if that's easier for you using the scissor tool down there. First question of five. There's knowing the purpose, having some view of the desired outcome. So we must ask ourselves, what are you looking to achieve? Simple stuff. I know all of us know this. So, so just, you know, let's, let's sort of start there though. Okay. Let's, let's arrive at that. These basic fundamentals that we need to always remind ourselves. These do not have an expiry date. What are you looking to achieve? Is a great wall, even what you are looking to achieve? It might not. And that's okay. So what are you looking to achieve? Number one, Number two, how are we measuring the outcome? What does success even look like? Another way of asking this question is, how do we know when you've succeeded? Now, please understand that this is an answer that is so individual. I was speaking to one of my clients today. She's built a massive business in the world of skincare. And it's no longer a driving primary metric of success to, 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 to earn a certain amount of money. She deeply wants to help people to understand skin, for example, at a level that will be paid with maybe some activities that are not necessarily the most profitable. But this is bursting out of her. So for you, how are you measuring the outcome? Okay. Number three question, how fast do we want to get it? This is critical. There is a certain level of resource required for the speed. And so I'll let your mind wander <laughs> with what we um, can do in that regard, right? For, for speed, there is a payment and there is a trade-off for the speed with which we want something. What, number four, what are we willing to pay to get it? Somewhat linked to number three, how fast do we want to get it? But number four, what are we willing to pay to get it? We really need to set aside what is the time, money, energy, level of commitment, a willingness to pay. Here's the thing, many of us have certain resources, but we're just not willing to pay. So we need to explore why that is. And if it is in proportion 
to the desire. Okay. Number five, what is our agreed plan of action? What are the agreed deliverables and who is responsible for each action? Okay, so those five questions real, real quick. What are you looking to achieve? How do we know when you've succeeded? How fast do you want to get it? What are you willing to pay to get it? And what is now our agreed plan of action? Okay, so that should hopefully give you a quick overview. You might have different ways, but that's one that has worked really well for me to rapidly decide if we're going to build this damn great wall. Okay, so we begin. We bricklay. We axe cut go for it. You see, when we don't do this first bit, which I think is the absolutely most critical bit, I don't believe that we're able to fully access the highest level of consistency and persistence. You see how that links now? It's not consistency without an end. It's not persistence with no end. For me, this is what I landed on the most, consistency and persistence. And upon reflecting on this topic, as with all the other precious 30 minutes once a fortnight I've, I've had with all of you, I'm asking myself, what is the single most valuable message or idea that I can share to stimulate a different way of solving a problem? So the design thinking frameworks and, 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 or, or questions right? Tools are questions and frameworks as well can live as questions that I often include in my segments might introduce a new way of thinking or it might question or challenge your current way of operating. So the single most idea I'd like for you to take away and reflect on for this segment is this question. Do I need to increase my effort or decrease my goal? I'll say that once more. Do I need to increase my effort or decrease my goal? We have options. Please remember that. Even when you feel like your back is against the wall, and I link this to when our demands are, are greater than our resources, we experience distress, anxiety, fear, doubt, overwhelm. I'll say that one more time. When our demands, and mostly the ones from ourselves that we've set, the expectations, oof, <laughs> when they are so great and they're greater than our resources, our ability to reach it, we will experience this distress and anxiety and fear, doubt, and overwhelm. So this is why the primary question I've proposed for you all to reflect on is do I need to increase my effort or decrease my goal? If you're tired, take a break. Even the brick layer and the axe cutter clocks off and starts again at some point. Rest, recover, continue. Now it might not be a laborious related matter the resource might be financial or people resource related. Or hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five 
five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Material related. If there's not enough bricks, for example, or concrete, park what you're doing and address that first. It might be a supply chain issue, for example. If your axe is blunt, let's say, you know, you've, you're hacking away, but there's not much progress, stop. Get it sharpened. That's a critical task to prioritize, literally and figuratively. Does you, so what's an axe for you? Does your own expertise need an upgrade? Does it need sharpening? Do your tools need an upgrade? Does our thinking need an upgrade? Our belief need an upgrade? the way we talk to ourselves, does that need an upgrade? So once you've answered the question, do I need to increase my effort or decrease my goal? Fast forward to the inflection point of continuing or stopping. Continue or stop. We're all human. We're met with less fuel in the tank sometimes. A practical and constructive thread to this whole discussion to unpack is how. How does one access the grit, the resilience, the patience, the consistency of showing up and placing the same damn type of brick over and over and over again until it becomes not the kind of decent wall, not the fairly good wall. No, there's only one great wall. And taking the topic, even the childish swipes of an axe, if deployed consistently over time, will take down a mighty oak tree. The question we're still met with is, how? How does one access consistency and persistence at that level? To continue until greatness is achieved. Let's call it for what it is, greatness. It's a demonstration of ability or a result of something at such a high level above the majority in a particular space or category. So I'm actually gonna fluctuate between these two stages, the before stage, which we've covered, and the during stage, which I'm now covering. I'm also gonna split this into this how conversation of how to access resilience and patience and consistency. How? I'm gonna split the how into capability and character. Capability and character, 50-50 split, okay? Write that down if, if you've got notepad there and it'll make more sense here. It's all well and good to be capable and competent, technically proficient, but at what cost? A highly capable person with a toxic character, with toxic traits can be crippling. We know that. But if you've reversed it, on the flip side, you could have the nicest, kindest, most empathetic person character-wise but have little to no capability and experience. That's not good either. There's no such thing as a heart surgeon who qualified themselves at that level of medicine through sheer kindness. No, there is no baseline level of capability, you know, at, at that. There's, there's a mandatory level that needs to be reached from a capability point of view. So here's what I want you to think about, and it's all context of the overarching question I introduced at the beginning. Do I need to increase my effort or decrease my goal? So I'm inviting you to unpack these two ways, okay? And also get ready, I wanna hear some shares soon.
is number one, okay, of the two ways, is what you desire for your personal and professional pursuit, whatever that is, is it clear? Simple as that, is it clear? And those five questions at the beginning will help you with this as well. But is it clear meaning, I'll give you an example. Many of my clients at the beginning, uh, when they uh, have, have consults with me, they share their progress and they quickly realize that they haven't hit the mark because they didn't make the mark clear. So naturally, they hit around the mark, usually slightly below the mark, sometimes slightly to the left of the mark, because if the desired outcome isn't clear, you always hit that. You hit around the mark. It's almost better, and to give an extreme example, whatever high the, the, the 1% is in your field, it's almost better to go absurd in that direction with specificity and measured clarity, because when you do, you know exactly what you need to say yes to, you know exactly what you see, need to say no to, what to eat, what not to eat, who you hang out with, who you don't hang out with, who you need to meet, who you need to speak to, who you don't need to speak to, what you watch, read, listen, versus what you don't watch, read and listen. Okay, clarity. Number two, do you have the capability and character required to get there? So many of us want to play a bigger game, and I'm not exempt. I always have to remind myself this. We want to play a bigger game, but are we willing to play the very small, minute games before the big stadium, before the grand slam that we aspire to, before the Super Bowl, before the grand final championship? There is a disproportionate amount of small games, local ones, tiny little matches, losses, heaps of them, training. All of this comes in prior to that big match. But are we willing to accept that is the question. Because the longer it takes, the longer it'll last, and the more we'll be prepared for the success when it comes. And some of us just aren't ready yet. So do you have the capability and character required to get there is the question. Again, capability, 50-50 split, 50% capability here. Look at yourself and ask, in the context of competency and technical ability, best practice ability for your field, what do you need? Is it in proportion to what you desire? 50% clarity side, uh, character side rather, character in the context of integrity, honesty, curiosity, openness, humility to learn and explore, empathy to listen, to seek to understand. How is our levels there on the internal character side? One, one quick personal example as someone that's formally trained as a designer, I felt that I was always behind when it came to creative ideas. It took me so long to get to a point where I felt that I was delivering greatness as a designer. I remember the first week of design college, I'll never forget it. My lecturer said to us in class, here's a brief. The brief is to sell recycled water as drinking water. True story. This is a brief that we got, creative brief. And she said, I want you to come up with 100 ideas by tomorrow. You have 24 hours. Quick ideas, she said. Headlines is fine. Sketches if you want. 
basically creative proposition ideas that could live as a marketing campaign. And we got back, all of us, barely any sleep, pulled out our 100 ideas and she said, right, all those 100 ideas that you've all come up with, here's the bin, throw them all in the bin. They're the first 100 ideas that everyone else has already thought of. <laughs> wow, how's that for a slap in the face, right? We just slaved away at 100 ideas and she said that those ideas are the majority of the population. They're likely not creative at all. And so this is, has always been a struggle for me. Fast track to the 10 year mark, one of my mentors, 10 years of, of working in the industry. And again, I, even up to this point, so I, right now I'm in the 16 year mark and always learning, but it was the 10 year mark when I spoke to one of my creative director um, acquaintances and mentors. And he just said these three words and said, ideas are infinite ideas are infinite. I will always hold on to that. It totally rewired me. And guess what? From that point on, I went harder and more passionate and more driven than ever. I was getting tired, but that fueled me because I put a limit on myself that whole time. And from that point on, I went on to design a campaign for Google and it won a gold at the Australian Creativity and Effectiveness Awards for the category that it was entered in, in the mid, uh, I think it was 2014, 2015. And then the following year, I won a gold again for another client, Telstra. It's a tele telco company, Australia's largest brand for, for another category as well for another Australian Creativity and Effectiveness Award. And then I went on to be a finalist for the Young Australian Achiever of the Year. The reason why I'm sharing this, and I almost get tingle sharing this because like, we have so much uh, belief and thinking that I believe, ironically, we, we, we need to just go down to questioning the two parts that I broke down. The, what is it that you're really wanting to achieve? What, what is your focus, your measured focus? And then let's quickly assess your capability level and character. Your answers are there. The resource is there for you to determine what you need to increase or decrease. Um, I'll just share, oh, the time has bloody escaped me again, hasn't it? Goodness. Okay. I need to share this one example. So sorry. Uh, I believe Ramon Ray is coming up next, but, um, I apologize Ramon. If I go slightly over my friend, I, I, I highly inspired to share this, um, this other quick story. Then I'm, I want to hear at least one or two people. There's, there's this kid, he had surgery that went wrong and it left him with a, with a lazy eye and a severe speech impediment, speech problems. Uh, and whenever he tried to speak up in class, his mouth would freeze and no words would come out. Other kids would mock him about it. Eventually he stopped participating, stopped raising his hand at all. But 
surprisingly, it wasn't the case when it came to singing and making music. He enjoyed singing in the local church, played the guitar in his room. That was the only time that he felt safe and in control. He tried speech therapy, but it wasn't going well. One of his biggest fears was that he would be like this for the rest of his life, having problems with talking and speech. But things changed. One day, his dad bought him Eminem's record. He was highly inspired by how fast Eminem could rap. He was amazed. And he learned every word in Eminem's record by the time he was 10 years old. And he started to write his own music. He started over time to reduce the stutter until it was gone. Could you believe? This is a direct quote from him, right? There was an arch outside Buckingham Palace that has a heating duct and I spent a couple of nights there. I didn't have anywhere to live for much of 2008 and the whole of 2009 and 2010, but somehow I made it work. I knew where I could get a bed at a certain time of night. I knew who I could call at any time to get a floor to sleep on. I spent a week catching up on sleep on circle trains, uh, circle line trains, which is their train system. I'd go play a gig until 5 a.m. When, when the London Underground opened, I'd sleep on the train until 12, go to a session and then repeat. Fast forward a few years to 2012. Okay, mind you, this, this guy he had speech problems and he, he was homeless. 2012 now, he had returned back to Buckingham Palace, this time to play in front of thousands at the Queen's Diamond Jubilee concert. And ladies and gentlemen, this is no other than, no other than when your legs don't work like they used to before. And I can't sweep you off of your feet. Will your mouth... Okay, I'll park it there. Okay, you know who it is. It's Ed Sheeran. And there are so many stories about these types of consistent persistence. Who's inspired to speak? I know I'm just right on the time. If I could grab five minutes from Ramon, that would be fantastic. Dude, Ram, you're, not, you're not grabbing five minutes, Ram. It's like in a bow in a box. It's like rap for you, brother. Thank you, my friend. Feel free to hop in. David, I've seen you on mic. Go for it, mate. Yeah, man. Uh, excellent, excellent message, brother. Um, always appreciate your your uh, your messaging, your thought. And the question, do I need to increase my effort or decrease, decrease my goal? You know, it, it, I've, I've been building teams for 15 years and the last five years coaching people and training. And, and I think that question is, is just a really great question that will help somebody create some, uh, I don't know if it, awareness, is, it's an awareness or an accountability. Because the reality is <laughs> most people, almost every case you need to, it's mostly increasing effort. And I think most people aren't even aware and, and what, do, what do most do is they decrease the goal, unfortunately. So I just think that's a fantastic question for awareness and accountability. So I just want to thank you for that, man. Appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you, David. Anyone else? Anyone else inspired to speak into anything that you've heard, anything that you've landed on? Um, feel free to say your name and 
your little share. All right, I'll jump in. This is Patty and the power of now. <laughs> when you were speaking, um, that's just what resonated. So thank you again. God bless. Amazing. Great, great to hear from you, Patty. David said what Anyone I was going to say. This is Mary Lynn, but I did. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. It's like I've been last month. I was so frustrated and I think, you know, I almost was uh, making my sales goal worse for myself this uh this month, I'm already ahead of last the total of last month. And just what you said resonated about, you know, you know, taking some of that pressure off and reevaluating and it just really landed. So I love it. Amazing. And remember, uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Marilyn. It's lovely to hear from you. Remember, there's almost a part two to the question. The part, the first part is, do I need to increase my effort or decrease my goal? this is a, a very powerful practical question. It's not a, a question to make you confused. It's to give you space to make a decision to help you understand that you have options. The second part to this is when our demands are greater than our resources, we will experience distress and overwhelm. So this is that's the connector there. So this whole topic, at the very least, I want you to know that you are in control. And I believe that it is the external forces that often cloud that, that with which is almost the whole thing, the comparison, the robbing of that joy, because maybe even on a subconscious level, it's happening. And I think we need to just sit with ourselves a bit more around what is our metrics of success. That's why at the beginning I gave those five important questions. You know, if you missed it, if you missed it, I'll quickly run through it. It's what are you looking to achieve? How do we know when you've achieved it? Or how do we know when, when you've succeeded? How fast do you want to get it? What are you willing to pay to get it? And what is our agreed plan of action moving forward? Sure, hack away now. Should that be the right course of action? I'll, I'll end on this. Go ahead. I heard someone on mic. Did anyone want to share Ram, something? This is Star Tina, Grand Rising. How are you this morning? Hey, Tina. Lovely to hear from you. Really well. Please yes. go for it. Loving everything that you said. And... It's crazy because when you started at five, I was like, okay, 5.15, I'm gonna go for my run. And then 5.15 came and I'm like, ah, oh, keep going. And then the more you talk, it's like, okay, you can just do it. And decreasing goals, that's super, super easy. And you know, in my mind, your body will follow. So that landed hard with me and really pushed me to say, okay, you can get out here on these streets and do it. And we have these goals. And sometimes I think it's, for me, it's scary. It's like, can I really do that? So that's why I love the fact that I'm surrounding myself with people like MBWC and, you know, all that wonderful stuff. So no decreasing my goals here, just pushing harder because I find the harder I push, the stronger I get. And it really shocked me. I'm like, wow, I really did that. I can't believe I did it. And it pushes me even more. So thank you so much for that extra motivation this morning. That's it. Oh my gosh, that is huge. That is a whole other conversation right there, um, Tina. And we can hear you. Uh, basically pounding the pavement there <laughs> how good is it amazing amazing 
I often quickly, and I'm going to say this, I often think about the greats and for example, um, so, so Serena Williams, right? Sure. She grew up in Compton, but I don't think that was her biggest challenge. She actually has pulmonary, uh, embolism, uh, blood clots basically, right. That traveled to the lungs and yet she's won 23 grand slams. There is a wonderful Australian sports icon named Ian Thorpe. Um, he was more prominent in, in 2000 Olympics and beyond and before he was born with being allergic to chlorine yet he won five olympic gold medals in the year 2000 i don't know if any of you know this about david beckham but he after already crushing his career going to la galaxy he pulls out a puffer a puffer people are like what why is david beckham using a puffer he doesn't have asthma guess what he does people just didn't know about it because he didn't make it a thing yet he won the premier league six times the fa cup twice the uefa champions league come on now this is what it's about i'm gonna i'm gonna stop it there i have lots to share but um, i'm gonna um park my time and, and uh, end on that high note, hopefully. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.